Hey, greetings, leaders, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Leadership Is Podcast, Season 2, Episode 12, with my special guest, Dawn Reby, Excellence in Analytics. Today's topic is Leadership Foundations, What Leaders Do. Wellness is one of the most important foundational aspects of being a successful leader. This includes mental health as well as physical, but many leaders make excuses not to take the time for themselves. Our guest today will discuss the definition and relationship between leadership and wellness and its impact on overall performance, especially dealing with the law enforcement industry. Let's talk about it. When you can lift somebody's spirits, when you can be enthusiastic, when you can recognize quality and value in somebody else and nurture that and love on that and support them in their growth path, uh, arising them to the highest level, to me, that is the sign of a wonderful leader. Dawn Reby is the CEO of Excellence in Analytics, or EIA and is an energized subject matter expert, trainer, and coach with success in leadership training and data-driven operations development. She is a highly sought-after strategist and high-performance coach known for creating skilled, balanced, and highly productive leaders and professionals. Welcome, Don. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate being a guest on, on your podcast. This is wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, the same here. Thank you so much for sacrificing your time and talent uh, for our audience today to, to give us some of the greatness of, of Dawn Reby. So uh, if you can tell us, you know, really, besides what I just stated, uh, who are you and what do you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I've been in the law enforcement industry since the late 90s. So 20 plus ish years with a little hiatus to work in, in financial development, but really, you know, in um, law enforcement analytics. And so building analytical capacity throughout the country, uh, working with some federal funders, working with some local funders to really ensure that the structure around, you know, using information to drive strategies is built correctly from the beginning. And um, so I'm, I'm thankful for all of those partners who have sent me all over the <laughs> all over the country to, to help other agencies do that and, and individuals do that. And, you know, and, and I've learned a lot along the process too. these common themes that come up with leadership and, you know, with um, going into these agencies that really needed a little special attention. And so that's where, you know, the excellence in analytics came in. Very good. So outside of law enforcement, have you ever done anything, you know, contracted with the, the military at all? I have not correct contacted directly with the military, um, but definitely with some other folks who will hire us individually, you know, to come in and, and share some insight. We had a great um, military leader who was on um, in our group, in our Tribe of Excellence Facebook community, Alvin Schwab as one of our speakers. And so we definitely have ties to the military community, supporting the folks in there in any way that we can. Yeah. Excellent. 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 So um, how does, okay. So how does leadership and wellness connect? Like what is the relationship between leadership and wellness? 
That's a great question because, you know, when I was going throughout the country uh, teaching this leadership concept or teaching analytical capacity, uh, wellness was just not part of it. It was just not part of the concept. And so when, when I was, you know, inserted into these agencies, I would see a lot of chaos, a lot of stress, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of disorganization. And because these these leaders and these folks were operating with these fragmented systems, they'd spend all this time, you know, at night catching up on work or, um, you know, just really stressed out a lot of the times because they had such fragmented systems in, in their work environment. But they were also super committed to their careers too. So they would spend you know, weekends and lunches and all of this time just plugging away, plugging away, plugging away, sacrificing their personal goals, their health, their finances, getting ill, getting divorces, and being so centered in on career. Because, you know, in the law enforcement arena, and fire and EMS and military, it, it's a different kind of person who dives into that kind of work, right? It's yeah. someone who's super committed to a cause, to the bigger, you know, the bigger mission. And so those are the folks who often get lost sometimes in their own personal wellness. And as a result, you know, they have um, troubled home lives like I did, right? As a result, they have, you know, higher divorce rates and higher illness. They retire and five years later, they're finding themselves very ill, um, you know, and very unhappy overall. And so, so, you know, the wellness component is critical in leadership to really create sustainability, create longevity, um, and, and be joyous and happy while we are so committed to these bigger causes, bigger than ourselves kind of causes. So there's this direct relationship between taking really good care of yourself, that leadership of self component, and being a leader and inspiring, followable, I'm going to create some words here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a leader for other people. Um, you know, so, so we see this over and over again, that these super ultra committed people are just um, very unhappy, very lonely, very disconnected. And so they do a really good job at work, but then they're not really enjoying at home or they don't have friendships outside of their work environment. And so they get burnt out. Um, so that, mm. that's really what I've seen over and over again in that, in the law enforcement and in other, you know, social service arenas as well. Sure. So before we continue, there are times that I kind of stray off, you know, from what it's called the script, sure. you know, in other words. So um, with the current client climate uh, of law enforcement and, um, you know, I, I guess it's social Im implications um, or, or in society here, mm -hmm. um, you know, wh how, how important is or where do you see the breakdown of, of wellness in our current environment as it relates to law enforcement and uh, uh, society? The culture, the culture within the walls really is where it starts. You know, mm. we're expected to um, give all of ourselves. And some of that is really self-imposed, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, we train our officers and even our civilians, you know, dispatch, crime analysis, and so forth. We train people to react in an abnormal way to, you know, situations, right? Uh, so for instance, for our fire folks, we teach them to go into the fire, not away from it, like we teach the rest of the world, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> and for our, you know, um, law enforcement folks, we teach them to go into the shootout <laughs> and, and catch the bad guys, right? And yeah. for our analysts, we teach them to dive into 
you know, the patterns of behavior to get really nitty gritty with a rape or a murder or whatever it might be. And so, um, you know, that that relationship between teaching someone to dive in is is abnormal and it becomes normalized. So there might be a shooting and, you know, one cop turns to another, a sergeant turns to his officer and says, are you all right? Yeah. All right, let's go. And then you go on to the next house. And so that normalization of um, these abnormal responses trickles over into our own personal lives. So, you know, we've been seeing over the last probably two to three years, maybe even a little bit more, this wellness, and especially with COVID, this special attention from some of the big government heads at this point to wellness in policing. So it's kind of like uh, some terminology that, that we're starting to hear. But really, there's this you know, um, system change that needs to happen. I've seen some of it happen. I've seen a lot of resources dedicated to crisis intervention, to officer suicide and things of that nature. Yeah. Um, But what we haven't seen is the sustainability piece, the, you know, um, systemic um, cultural shift to you can have this really quality life while you're in policing and you don't have to wait to get out of it. (laughs) You can love on your family, you can enjoy your family life and so forth, and you don't have to wait until your career is over to do just that. So that's really um, a big piece of it. So when you're talking about uh, analytics, um, is there a relationship or parallel with analytics and um, algorithm? Like, is is there even an algorithm? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's always these patterns that, that you know, we experience, right? So from the analytical perspective, you have these, you know, professionals who walk into this environment and they're reading all of these reports and they, you know, they might read about a murder or they might read about a a death of a child or a rape investigation. And they themselves may have been raped or they themselves may have lost a child. And so, you know, they have these patterns of really becoming, in a sense, desensitized to some of the language and some of the articulation of, of what they're experiencing, right? And for the officer, you know, that officer is responsible for responding, right? And not really bringing in their emotions into what's going on. And so um, the pattern becomes that, uh, if I'm understanding your question correctly, the, the pattern really becomes this normalized way of living that's just not normal, this high cortisol, high stress way of living that's just not normal, this masked way of living. You know, when I say mask, like I, I used to wear this mask, right? So I was uh, a civilian, yeah. a civilian in law enforcement. I had a lot to prove. I was, you know, paid pretty well uh, compared to um, the other civilians and, and compared to the sworn for that matter. And so uh, when I went to the state of New Hampshire, they did not have an analytics uh, department uh, in the, or analytics in the state. So coming from Massachusetts, we, we did a lot with analytics and New Hampshire had none. And so they brought me up to New Hampshire and they said, can you, you know, Im- implement analytics in New Hampshire? And there was this mentality of, um, you know, we don't need you. <laughs> and so the pattern for me became proving myself and proving the need of analytics, improving that uh, we could provide some value. And, and with that, there's often this mask that goes up, that you ignore some of the things that are going on in your own personal life because you want to save face. And that really is true in, in throughout law enforcement and military and, um, you know, fire and EMS too. You know, the, the pattern of really being that strong, responsive individual that often bears a lot on his or her shoulders. So hopefully wow. that answered it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And thank you for clearing that up. And so that's, 
that's really something to think about. And then what it uh, reminds me of is the simple fact that, you know, um, regardless of the social climate right now, um, you know, uh, outside of there may be some underlying biases that are there, you know, law enforcement are human as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so and they have to not only uh, come in and play at times a superhero, but then, you know, they are also dealing with their own uh, you know, demons and whatnot as well, uh, you know, for lack of a better term. So exactly. thank you for clearing that up for us. Um, if you can, please give us uh, three leadership. I'm sorry. What's your definition of leadership? Yeah, um, I, uh, I'm going to share my definition, Jason. But if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to that wellness piece for one, one sliver of a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think about the, the climate overall and, you know, the where there are officers who have messed up and there, there are things that have happened that have not been appropriate. And so, you know, you have that on your shoulders as well. You have this kind of um, juggle of, you know, what my family and friends are saying about police and what I know and feel in my heart. Right. And maybe you disagree with your agency and maybe you don't, maybe you disagree with your family. And so there's that dichotomy too, that exists. And I think about, you know, folks in corrections where we don't have enough folks in corrections. And so they're being held, shift after shift, right? So you might have a folk, uh, an individual who's working an 11 to seven shift and at, se- at 6.59 in the morning, they're told, well, now you're staying till three. And so you have them working these 16 hour shifts because nobody is going into the field because of you know some of the um, challenges that we're experiencing right now. So this added stress of, um, you know, no sleep, this added stress of, you know, lack of good nutrition, this added stress of my family and friends are mad at me, strangers are mad at me, and I'm just trying to do the right thing um, is, is a big component to that. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for letting me <laughs> diverse a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. No, well, thank you. And that was, that was needed. So thank you. Yeah. So definition of leadership. For me, one of the things I think is extremely important for leaders is to influence, inspire, and empower others to really reach their highest potential. Right. Um, And so, you know, when you can lift somebody's spirits, when you can be enthusiastic, when you can recognize quality and value in somebody else and nurture that and love on that and support them in their growth path, uh, arising them to the highest level, to me, that is the sign of a wonderful leader. Uh, It really involves, starts with, I should say, being your best self, because there's no way that you can inspire someone and rise someone and empower someone if you're not being your authentic self, if you're not taking care of you in a quality way. So I guess it's twofold, right? It's it's inspiring and influencing and empowering others, but it really has to start with that authentic personal care of self. Yeah, you can't pour into someone else if your cup is empty, in other words. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that's excellent. And many of us, many leaders just like really overlook that foundational aspect of leadership, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. self-care. So thank you for clearing that up for us. Um, Can you give our audience three leadership tips? And this is for new emerging leaders or even challenging leaders. Yeah, this is a great question. And so I I think that there's a bunch of tips for leaders, right? But I'm going (laughs) to... I think the three that I want to stick with is number one, decide, decide what you really want, what you really, really, really want your legacy to be, right? You can decide the kind of leader that you want to be. A lot of leaders just kind of fall into leadership, right? You're assigned a higher position. And so you become a 
a, a titled leader. But I really encourage people to sit back and, and, and take note and decide what kind of letter, leader rather they want to be. How can they live their best lives um, and, and lead others into their best lives and, and decide what that looks like. Write it out, draw it out. What exactly would you be doing, feeling, saying, you know, relaying um, and just decide. So that would be my first one is really spend some time deciding that this is what you want to do. Um, Good. The second one we share with our team a lot, and we've had some you know great speakers in our group as well. Uh, and 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 this is this resonating theme that comes up over and over again is leadership of self must be your priority. We have to find the pause in our own lives. So we we really want to design our lives exactly the way that we want them to be, right? And so we have to build in this margin or this pause to let the magic happen. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Do you find that too, Jason, that sometimes Absolutely. you have so much to do because you're, you're thinking higher and you're elevating and your vibration is high that all of a sudden everything's squeezed in, right? Yeah. So, so it happens to all of us. It happens to me too. It happens to you. So, you know, one of the things I always encourage folks to do is build in recovery as a key component to success. It has to be first, right? So, you know, for me personally, it's very tactical. On Fridays, I build in my recovery for the following week. And I say, what am I going to do to put the right things inside my cup next week? Mm -hmm. Um, and, And create that as a priority always. I used to think it was selfish. I mean, coming from a law enforcement environment and single mom environment, I used to think putting myself first was selfish. But one of the things that I really learned in leadership is I'm so much better when I've taken really good care of myself. So I encourage, I encourage folks to really take that one in, soak it up. And then, you know, the third thing is hire a qualified coach. Being a leader is not easy. Get a mentor, get a coach, get somebody in your life, listen to listen to your podcast, you know, fill yourself with people who are regularly thinking about leadership and what it means and feels to them. So, I mean, listening to your podcast, Jason, you know, as often as possible, digesting it, creating action around it, um, to me is, is, is that proximity principle, right? And so doing things like that, where, you know, you change out the lenses that you're looking through because you can really only get so far with your own lenses. So being able to say, you know, what does this coach think? What does this mentor think? What does Jason think? What does Jason's guest, what do the guests think? And how can I re-guide myself to really be looking through life and leadership at, uh, with different lenses? I think it's incredibly important. Very good, Dawn. Hey, listen, um, your, your, your answers um, are precise. Um, and thank you so much for, you know, clearing the way uh, for others to be able to focus on their wellness uh, and our wellness as well. Um, especially when you say build in time for recovery, like that is such a powerful point to, to you know, it, it's all in the planning. People plan, plan and plan and goal set and goal set. But how many really put in that R&R time, right, uh, for them to actually recover from all the work uh, that takes place? And so thank you for clearing that up and, and helping us to not feel guilty for doing that, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that just has to be part of it. That That's a real thing. I mean, look at the athletes, right? You don't see an athlete training every day, 365 days a year. They know that their muscles need to recover. They get massages, right? They, you know, don't work out for a specific period of time. They fuel their body with effective, optimized f- fuel, right? The same is for us, you know, knowing that um, we work better, you know, for me personally, I work better after I plant my feet on the earth, right? After yeah. I'm outside, you know, with mother nature, I come in, I'm so much more inspired and I'm a better leader to other people. We have to, we have to take care of ourselves. It has to be a priority um, and it has to be planned for, for, especially for leaders. Absolutely. Um, do you have any closing comments and uh, contact information and how can uh, our audience take advantage of your services? Absolutely. Thank you. So first, I just want to take a moment and highlight my team at Excellence in Analytics. I mean, honestly, Jason, I couldn't do this by myself. I realized that a long time ago that the, my vision is big and my hands are, are small, right? And, and yeah. I have some amazing staff members, Caroline, Michelle, Rhea, Jen, Annie, you know, who really come together and make this all happen. Um, you know, and so so I really want to give some props to them and certainly to our clients too. We have leaders and analysts and all kinds of folks who come together and support each other. And so that is so critical to the success of the work that we do is that it's everybody's hands on deck and we work together. Um, so I, I want to give them a shout out, right? Absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, some of the things that, that I really want to continue to do with this team and our growing team is, um, you know, continue to coach and continue to support uh, leaders in, in our, we have a 12-month program and it's a private coaching program too, and um, as well as group. And so just continuing to support those staff members um, um, through, you know, that group, but also we have um, a group called Tribe of Excellence. It's a Facebook community where, you know, let's say you're a service-based or emergency response professional and you want to create that social impact, but also live your best life, or maybe I should say, and also live your best life. And you're kind of, you just need to be around people who are thinking like that. There's a Facebook group that you can uh, plug on into. It's hundred percent free. Um, I'm sure it's going to be in the show notes somewhere. And then, you know, our website is excellenceinanalytics.com. You can check out some of the service work that we do to help support people in their in their adventures. And, of course, LinkedIn and, and is always a great space to find us. So we just got Instagram not too long ago, so we're there a little bit as well. And anyone can send me an email at dawn at excellenceinanalytics.com, and I'd be more than happy to respond. And uh, to respond to them, within 24 hours, I try to get back to anyone who's looking for some help you know, walking through, the, walking along their own path. Um, one, one of the things I'm so excited about, Jason, I know you've written four, you're on your fourth book. I can't wait to dive into those and share those with our leaders. And I'm working on my first book. So I'm really excited. We have a launch date of October 21st. So I can't wait for that to come out uh, and really serve the service-based community even, even more. Very good. So are you going to do any live streaming uh, of your book launch? Yes, sir. Yes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we're going to have um, in that Tribe of Excellence Facebook community, we'll have a super duper sale <laughs> on, on yeah. the, the, the um, ebook. And we'll also do some work in LinkedIn. And we'll have some other um, opportunities for folks to get in on that special rate um, and really, you know, and really dive into it and, and giving them the tools that they need to be successful in both work in that career, be excellent in that career environment, and also be excellent in that home environment, really figuring out that harmony piece, how to, how to merge them together. So I can't wait for that to come out. 
Absolutely. I can't wait either. That's going to be awesome. And listen, thank you so much for being uh, the leader that you are when uh, pointing out your team. You know, many people are, okay, uh, selfish uh, in a different type of way uh, (laughs) where they don't (laughs) give credit where credit is due, especially as it relates to their team. Mm -hmm. And, And so, you know, none of us get any of this stuff done. Uh, on our own. It is always uh, a team of people that is helping us. So thank you for being the leader that you are and acknowledging your team. And I believe that your team are blessed uh, having you at the helm. I appreciate that, Jason. Thank you so much. And I could say the same for you, just having me here and the other leaders that you bring on here to, you know, share that bigger message that you are are wanting to share personally that's near and dear to your heart. And so I thank you for your leadership. And I thank you for your commitment to really corralling some of these thinkers, these think tank folks to, you know, share the message. You're, You're phenomenal. I appreciate you so, so much. Absolutely. The same here. Take care. All right. Thank you. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, always remember, leadership is influence and service. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast with our special guest, Dawn Reby, Excellence in Analytics. Today's topic was Leadership Foundations, and she gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one, decide what your uh, legacy, what you really want your legacy to be. What do you really want your legacy to be? And legacy is how people will remember you, right? And so that can be positive or negative, depending on the legacy that you're building for yourself. Her second tip was the leadership of self. And her main topic in that tip was to build in time for recovery build in time for recovery. Again, we were talking about, you know, leadership foundations and one of the foundations was wellness, which is, you know, and uh, it's, it's one of the things that many leaders, you know, forget, right, is that wellness and its overall impact on performance. Number three is hire a coach or a mentor. Hire a coach or a mentor. And that tip is becoming a resounding uh, repeat uh, with some of our uh, guests that we've had on the Leadership Is podcast because again, it's very important that you have someone that has gone the way and can show you the way. So thank you very much, Don Reby, for those tips. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your company with identifying and developing your leadership bench. If you would like to have a conversation about us doing a presentation or keynote at your next event or about your leadership bench, including helping you develop one, please don't hesitate to reach out to us via email, info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com or give us a call 828-333-7234 and we will respond promptly. In the meantime, please subscribe and give us a good review for this podcast on many podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and more under the name Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is. 
You also may want to follow us on social media. Twitter is at LeadershipJM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Development. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.